Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. Shit. I hate to break it to you. Okay. We are on. So, I guess I'm just going to talk about this. I think I have the most on this subject right now of all the things. I want to talk to you about awareness. People are so unaware. They're not aware at all. Aware at all. I started thinking about it. How can this person be so not aware? Let's take a simple example. When you go into a restaurant and you're in a heated discussion with your partner and the waitress comes over and goes, okay, um, well, the specials are... And it's like, do you not see that we're fucking at each other's throats? Like... Take a minute, read the situation, and then decide when's the best time to pop in. That shit goes across the spectrum of many things. I'm doing a scene with my co-star and this little girl on set who's a helper was like, guys, I'd like to know. If you can get makeup, and literally like we're rehearsing, and you get your time. Everyone gets their time on set. Makeup gets their time, and wardrobe gets their time, and the actors get their time. And it's like, do you not see how many times does that happen when you're having a conversation with somebody? They just fucking cut you off when you're talking to somebody. It's like, are you not... And that's a whole other thing, because that just has to go with people's Fucking people's... What is the word I'm looking for? <sighs> they're, they're just... People are... Not aware. I guess that's the word, but they're also just like... They just storm in. They're all about them. And they fucking verbally diarrhea on you. And then they fucking wait. And then you ever try to answer somebody's question and they fucking bombard you with verbal diarrhea and you're like, well, and then they're like, more at you. I didn't even get to answer your first fucking throw up question. But I didn't really mean to go into that. I just wanted to show those simple examples of awareness. And that that's just a, that's just like the the not even the epidermis. That's like the, the most outer layer of skin, that the lightest layer of skin of awareness. I'm talking about that when you cut your skin, you ever like scrape your skin and you don't even bleed. That's like the 
that level of awareness I'm talking about. That's nothing. And then there's like the cut that goes into the epidermis and some blood comes out. And then there's like a cut that's like in the three foot portion of the pool. And then there'd be like awareness of like the 12 foot level of the pool. And then there's awareness like 35,000 feet into the ocean through the earth that you find like 900 year old sharks and like if you go deeper there's no water and there's just like garden gnomes down there having a civilization watching TiVo that's where TiVo went I'm talking about that type of awareness but before we go to the center of the earth with garden gnomes let's go back to simple and this has really helped me in life I don't even know what this podcast is becoming but I don't mind it it's so therapeutic for me, but it's also great because people seem to like it. You know, and it was a lot. It was more than fifty, so thank you. I'm really talking a lot of backstory, so I apologize. So just figure this out. But here's an example of what I'm trying to say: is is first of all, I only really can hang with people now who get it. I say something right away, very shorthandly. They either get it or they don't. If you don't get it, you're out. Unless I need you in my life for some reason. Like you fulfill some kind of purpose and then I have to deal with you. But on a personal level, if I don't need anything from you other than a personal connection, if you don't get it, you're out. Unless I can educate you or try to make you more aware. But if you're not malleable, you're out. Are you going to say, oh, you fucking fascist, whatever, you fucking dictator? Yeah, it's my life. It's my kingdom of my emotions. And I want to fucking spend my time when I have free time doing enriching things with enriching people. So that's all the backstory for this. Aware. And I'm sitting here and I just look around the earth and I'm walking around South Africa and it's awesome. And that's a whole other podcast. Of, this place is a metaphor for life. But are you aware? I'm, are you aware? What, what, what do I mean by that? What I mean is, do you even know what you do and why you do it? What motivates you? What gives you your purpose? What is your internal engine? What is driving you to do the things that you do? But do you ever stop and think, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? Why am I married to this person? Why am I in this job? Why am I in this college? Why am I driving this car? Why am I hanging around with this person? Why am I going to this afternoon lunch function? What am I doing? Who am I living for? I don't even know. I'm on this fucking treadmill called life, and holy shit, I'm 36 years old. And I, you know what? I just fell off and realized, oh, my God, fuck, that thing stopped for a second. There was a glitch in the fucking system, and I just realized, oh, my God, I'm on a fucking pattern here. I think so many people do things and they're not even, they don't even know why they do it. So I'll try to explain my shit. I remember when I first 
moment of awareness, I was a baby. There was like three memories I had before like 10. I was in a crib, and I remember there was, I thought, three brown dots on the wall. And my dad was, boy, I said, my dad talk. You, uh, you really got the wall with that one. I remember him saying that pretty much like that. And I guess, I don't know, I figured out my life, that I took some shit from my diaper and threw it on the wall. That was the first thing. The second time, I remember walking on these bricks along my house. I think I was like three. And I remember that if I fell off the bricks, somehow in the neighborhood, either I heard it, I was by myself. And if you fell off into the bricks, you fall on the cement, and the scene's too turtle soup. And you don't want to fall in the turtle soup, because it's turtle soup, and you'll get eaten by the turtles. Don't go there, that's turtle soup. So you had to work on your balance by not falling in turtle soup. That's my second form of awareness. And then the third one was on his sixth birthday. My mom goes, you're going to go to the circus. You want to go to the circus? And I'll never forget, we went to the circus. We saw a huge, I just remember one thing about the whole thing. It was a, an elephant. And at the end of his trick, he took a giant shit. Like a fire hose. Like, a, I'm not kidding. Three foot long fire hose of shit. And I'm like, is that part of the show? Like, look in and... Nobody's really looking, and it just came out like a beautiful tomato can of soup. And then it got cut off, and they just whisked them out. And I thought, that was weird. What was that? What came out of that elephant? And then my mom's like, elephant went to the bathroom. I'm like, there's no bathroom there. That looked like, oh, my God, the elephant, shit. Wait a minute, that wasn't part of the show. And then I was aware. <laughs> Two of my earliest memories revolve around caca. I remember going to school the first day, and I was completely petrified, and my mother taking me, and she dropped me off, and I never wanted to leave her side. I was a complete mess. And after like one or two days, man, I got right into it, and I just went in there, and I remember going into it at my Catholic school, and it was a lot of old, dark, cherry wood. Imagine like a door to an insurance company. Just a... Stale, cold wood. And there was a ton of nuns. And and it was just depressing. And there was bells and there was crosses everywhere. And it was like, if you do this, you get rewarded. And if not, you're going to burn in a fiery pit called hell. And I, I mean, the wood was everywhere. It was in the stairs. It was in the ceiling. It was in our classrooms. It was in the gymnasium. This dark red like cherry wood like to this day I have a fucking thing with the wood and I only love modern things technology houses I hate old things hate them so either all of that wood around me was affecting me because I had negative things happen to me in those environments and the only common thing with all those negative things was wood of that nature. Or a nun fucking violated my tush with a piece of wood. And I don't remember it. I don't think it's the second one. I'm pretty sure it's not. But you never know. Someone could have got me behind it. You know. 
the Blessed Sacrament. That's terrible. I'm going to go to hell if it exists. Probably not. But wood, that wood freaks me out. That's why to this day, it's like nothing can be more modern. I hate old. I also grew up with a lot of old things. I hate old. So I just remember going to school and I had no say. I had no say. And I was thinking about it. I went to school for eight years and I wore a uniform like a little fucking drone. And then I went to an all-boys high school for four years like a little fucking drone. I was very regimented. Not an army or anything, but I was definitely like religified. I was put onto a conveyor belt of repressionism. Is that a word? Repressionism? But I was basically told to stay in line, eat your vegetables, say your prayers, do your homework, get down, stay there, boy, do this, don't think outside the box, boy, because outside that box is bad, that's evil. And why is that? Because it's control, right? If somebody starts putting ideas out there that are contrary to the school of fish's belief, you're going to have anarchy. So the outside-the-box thinkers are going to fuck it up. So, Jesus, I got to throw them out or I got to really fucking repress them. That's why in the 50s, I think it was the 50s, even 40s, people were lobotomized. Straight lobotomized. Look at this shit up on the internet, man. And I don't, and you weren't, you know, they weren't fucking crazy. Maybe some of them were, but they weren't, what's even crazy? But they were, they were fucking like, boom, here, you're not going to listen to us? All right, we'll take that part of your brain out. Okay, you fucking squash vegetable. Do what we want. And I, around... 15, I started thinking, man, I got to do something. Like, this is not good. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. You graduate high school. I never wanted to go to college. I never wanted to finish high school. I wanted to leave. And then the next thing, you know, a lot of people just go, right from that experience into a college and then they're 22 years old and they come out and they either go to more college let's say they go to four more years so they're 26 right let's say they met a girl or two or a guy or two and they come out and then they get married they get some kind of job maybe and they're 28 And then they get married, because that's what you do, right? And then by the time you're 30, maybe you have a kid or two. And some people that's late, some people that's early, some people that's right on time. And the next thing you know, and you want to have a place to live, so you do the house, and you do the car, maybe you do two cars, and then you aren't really having friends who are thinking like you, but more like manageable with you so all of a sudden you have two kids and your kids you want to keep them active so you put them in you know 
progressive dance ballet and then you end up start hanging out with other people whose kids are also in progressive dance ballet and boom, 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 boom. and the next thing you know you're 32, 33 years old now I want you to think about that timeline I just said alright take it from caca on the wall to 33 you threw caca on the wall you played turtle soup. You saw an elephant take a humongous dump. Then you start your education. So you're starting to learn. I was learning around. I was in the neighborhood. I had a tricycle. I was starting to like experience the environment for myself. And then I was thrown into poof, the schooling system, which is a whole other podcast, which I think is fucking massively massively repressive. The schooling system, I, I will take on any educator any day of the week. First of all, you're done, educators, because it's called Google, so you're done. Anybody wanting to be a teacher? Forget that. It's called Google. Oh, I need to look up 14th century feminism on um, freaking... Um, the Y chromosome beetle, Google got it. Fuck, I can ask Alexa right now in South Africa and get that shit. See, you got to be real. You don't want to believe that? Don't believe it. But educate. But anyway, the educational system, I mean, there's some great schools that can make it fun. But for me, I wasn't in a fun schooling atmosphere. So I don't believe, and I believe more people are probably like me than less. I believe a lot of a lot of kids, if you're like, hey, you want to go to school or do you want to fucking play basketball, flirt with girls, eat Skittles, play video games, um, draw on the wall, um, throw water balloons, um, play, kick the can, ride your bike, go camping, see if you can get the first base. Would you rather do that, or would you rather do something called beginning algebra, which you'll never use because we have a computer that does that? So, so then I went to this, this eighth grade school, and up to eighth grade, then I went to fucking high school, and I didn't go to college, right? And then after school, you go to college, and look, look at the timeline. The question is, of all these things I've mentioned, when have you had time to make your own decisions? When have you had time to find out what's the food that you really like? Was it the food that you went and discovered because you were an Anthony Bourdain foodie and you traveled the world and you got to discover? Or was it the food that your family could afford or that the government gave you a ticket for or that your mom and dad put on you and said, eat it, this is what we eat. You ever meet somebody who's like, oh, my God, I hate mashed peas. And it's like, why? And it's like, it's like some trauma in their childhood of, like, being forced to eat something they don't want to eat, okay? That's just food. Can you imagine all the other things you didn't even get to live? What I'm trying to say is you go through this conveyor belt. By the time you're, like, maybe 32 years old, that's the average. Now, I was different, and I still... 
felt that there was fucking 12 years of my life that I could have fucking fucking got out of quicker. I felt I was, I did a 12-year bid. From 6 to 18, I was in school. I did a 12-year bid in the fucking joint. A lot of people do longer bids than that. But so 6 to 32, you know, it's 24, 25 years. My question is, how do you even know what kind of guys you like? If you like guys, maybe you like girls. Maybe you don't like guys or girls. Maybe you're asexual. How do you know what even you like to do? Why are you doing your job? Are you doing it to make money? Or are you doing it because you love it? How many people really do what they love? Do what they love. Or do they just do stuff to get by? How many people were encouraged in their dreams to go out and do what they want? I can't tell you. You have to think about this. Do you know how many people work just to make money, to have a life that they don't even fucking know that they're living? Think about that. The woman that has two kids and she's 32 and she has the two kids and the husband and the house and the car. Now she's got all of these tethers. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? I just fucking lost fucking 24 years of my life. I didn't even know what the fuck I want to do. Hold on a second. I don't even know if I like fucking pizza. I haven't even left fucking Cleveland yet. What the fuck am I doing? It's called a life unexamined. And it's not your fault. You're part of a system. People need to go out and they need to explore. They need to wonder what makes them feel good. A lot of people are scared. Why they're scared, I don't know. I can't say this enough. I don't get up every morning not to lose. I can't tell you how many people I see in the planet Earth who do something because it's a safety net. Oh, that irks me, man. A safety net. Well, you got it. I can't tell you how many times people said this. Like when I started out... Becoming an actor. Well, you know, you gotta have something to fall back on. What? No! No, you can't. That is disrespectful to our art. And it's disrespectful for you. Anybody that tells you that doesn't get it. Rewind and go to the top of the podcast. They won't get it. You need those people out of your fucking ear hole. Why do I have to have something to fall back on? Maybe I'll just live in a shelter till I become successful. Maybe I'll never become successful and I'll just live from shelter to shelter. Maybe I don't want five couches and I'm only going to sit on a quarter of one. Or maybe I will become super successful and have six houses. And the reason was is because I put so much time into it. So many people who told me you have to have something to fall back on are completely on, have on their like third career or don't have a fucking career. 
Okay. That's all fear. Here's an example. There was a great quote by Madonna. I know I pooped on her last week. But she said, anyone who tells you to have something to fall back on, it's disrespectful. She said what I said. And it was years ago I read this quote. And she said, would you tell a person who's becoming a doctor, well, in case you don't make it, you need something to fall back on, so maybe you should become a lawyer. Do you know how stupid it is? It's that you think our fucking business, our choice, our lifestyle is just a fucking whimsical fantasy. No, it's fucking hard work. It's a constant fucking battle. And it's a fucking kill or be killed because everybody wants to do it. And there's only so many fucking slots. And everybody thinks they're good. It's fucking top challenging thing along with sports or fucking medicine or fucking being a successful startup. It's up there. So you have to give every second of every day. And then when you fucking start getting somewhere, you have to keep giving it. Because if you don't, someone's jockeying for your fucking position. So getting back to awareness, people do things that they're not even aware they do. You trigger them, they holler at you, you may have a bossy domineering mother like me, so you then end up dating a bossy domineering woman because you're what you know, but you end up going, why am I dating this person? And then... You realize, oh, God, it's because you're like my mother and you're not even aware that you're like feeding into a pattern. Then you're like, oh, my God, look at how sweet and loving this girl is. Why aren't I with her? Well, because she doesn't feed into my my hard drive of what, you know, my, my uh, computer code is labeled. <laughs>